finding suitable mental health medications can be a challenge. The GeneSight test may help. Did you know that genetics can play an important role in gaining insight on how a person may respond to various medications? Understanding this may help reduce medication trial and error. GeneSight is a genetic test that analyzes variations in DNA. It shows how genes may affect someone's metabolism or response to medications commonly prescribed to treat depression, anxiety, and other mental health conditions. Visit GeneSight.com for more information. This is The Jerry Callahan Show. I know there will be joking and there will be no joking. I cannot joke. We cannot joke about this. I'll just tell you that uh, um, yesterday's atrocity in Avaldi, Texas, a lot of, uh, man, a lot of, I got a lot of stuff here. I got a lot of stuff. You, you know what? I feel like I'm well-informed at this point. I've been reading uh, about this, the latest, for, for hours. Uh, we will inform you this morning. If you don't exactly know what's going on, the latest. Uh, I just watched, uh, I'm watching Fox News, and they talked about the poor deceased grandmother of the shooter, uh, Salvador Ramos. Uh, she's not deceased. The grandmother was airlifted to the hospital, 66 years old. She's in critical condition. Uh, she may survive. I don't know if that means anything to anybody. But I'll start by telling you uh, what happened to me. Not that it matters. Make that clear. Not that it matters. But uh, I was uh, on my way to do Tucker Carlson last night. I was going to make my debut with uh, Tucker Carlson tonight. I turn on the TV at 5 o'clock. I'm getting ready. And uh, they're sending a car for me and I'm getting ready and I see the story. Uh, At that point, there were 14 dead children. Now we are up to 19. And I just look at my phone and just wait and boom, it rings. And they say, uh, we're a change of plans. I knew it was coming. I understand. I, I, you know, I could, I could have talked about this, uh, but uh, they were doing breaking news. Biden's speech was right in the middle of Tucker's show. We will get to Biden's speech. I don't want to call it a new low. I'm just going to say it was a uh, it was a disgrace. It was truly a disgrace to listen to our president in this moment of national trauma, national mourning to politicize this and make it sound like a a speech at the Democratic Convention on gun control. It was it was it was close to a new low, but Uh, first thing first, I got bumped. I will, I I might be on Tucker tonight. They might reschedule, but I have my doubts because this story is so big and it is fluid. It is changing. And, uh, I will, I'll, I'll, you know, update you. We'll update you as we go here this morning because, um, there are still people hospitalized, including grandma. Fortunately, the shooter, Salvatore Ramos is dead shot by a border patrol agent who rushed to the scene uh, at this Rob elementary school. There's been obviously a number of uh, school shootings in recent years. Uh, There's, there's, you know, we try to get, we try to explain them all. We try to explain them all and we try to find ways to prevent the next one. The thing that drives me nuts as I'm watching the news, as I'm reading, as I'm online is the people who scream and kick and demand we do something. I have no tolerance for this anymore. I've talked about it before, but last night, yesterday, I felt like it was a new 
a breaking point for me when people scream and say we must do something enough is enough there's all the usual suspects you'll see i guarantee you peter king has tweeted that and ben volan and and others so so many others do something enough is enough why do we allow that why do we tolerate that kind of that kind of nonsense in these grave moments why can't you say do what why can't why is that so hard to say do and and we'll get to steve kerr that buffoon that fool but at least steve kerr says here's what i want to i want this legislation passed in the senate uh, i mean it's it's disgusting that he blames you know mitch mcconnell when they haven't even identified all the bodies and notified all the parents and you're blaming one senator, you're naming one senator and blaming him for the death of a bunch of elementary school children. But honestly, when every, when people scream, do something, I just want to grab them and say, okay, we, we should do something. What? Why is that so hard? Just say it, say whatever, ban assault rifles, do like, you know, like Biden did ban assault rifles, uh, ban extra capacity magazines, expand background checks. Hell, have background checks. As far as I could tell, there are no background checks in Texas, Texas or New Hampshire. We have some places with very loose gun laws, very liberal gun laws, and uh, others not so much. And <laughs> there are mass shootings, school shootings in both places. There are mass shootings in New York City and in Evaldi, Texas. So it doesn't necessarily solve the issue. I'm not sure what one thing, single thing does solve the issue, but if you want to have the debate, if you want to debate this issue, and I assume you do, it's before the Senate. Tell me what do something means. We're grownups. If you're a child and you say enough is enough, that's one thing. But if you're a grownup, if you're, if you're an adult, if you're Peter King, why can't you say, hell, say confiscate all the guns, do what they did in New Zealand. Turn in your guns and react to a mass shooting. I have more respect for that person who says, uh, seize, confiscate all the weapons than I do for the person who says, do something. Enough is enough. What other issue do we say that on when you hear whatever, you know, border, you know, the, the invasion over the southern border of the war in Ukraine? Or people don't say do something. They give you concrete ideas, some of which are insane and stupid, some of which are smart and, and interesting, but they say what they would like. They say what reaction, what action, what response they would like to see. Only in school shootings or uh, do, do people say, just do something. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm done with these people. I'm done with the people who say, do something, enough is enough. Tell me what you want to do. I'll listen. I'll, I'll consider it. Hell, I'm looking at these gun laws in Texas and in New Hampshire. Ironhead, you were right, man. You got no laws. You got no restrictions. You know, you can carry a gun, buy a gun, carry it anywhere, uh, concealed carry. The only restriction in New Hampshire is you can't drive with a loaded long gun in your car. They must be unloaded. That's tough. I know that's an infringement on the Second Amendment. But I've, I've said many times in the past that I'm not a gun guy. I think there are too many people who are into guns, not trying to protect their family, not trying to hunt deer, but they're into guns because they get aroused. They, they like to play with them and rub them. They're, they're accessories. 
oftentimes it's the same guys who have, you know, tattoos and, 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 and uh, pit bulls and, and uh, jacked up uh, pickup monster trucks. There's, there's something perversely macho about having guns. I, I talked to a friend of mine, I think it was in the wake of a previous mass shooting. This was a couple of years ago, about two years ago. And he said he loves AR-15s. And what, what, you know, what, why? He goes, I have nine of them. I go, what? He goes, I have nine. I go, why do you have them? Well, I just like them. I go, like them for what? I mean, if hunting, protection, why would you need more than one? But it is kind of creepy. I always say that when people have a bunch of guns, I'm not even going to ask you, Craig, how many you have, because you're probably going to, I mean, you, you, I know your your kids are probably going to school with shoes that don't fit, and uh, you're going to have like a hamburger helper with no hamburger for dinner because you're not exactly rolling in it. But you managed to find enough money to buy your guns, don't you? Yeah, I lost them all. Remember that boating accident I was telling you about? Oh, right. You lost them in the boat. Weren't they insured? Can you collect on that? No, no, they're just gone. Uh, but guns, I understand, uh, especially when you're in a rural community, the cops are a million miles away. Maybe you're in Avaldi and you think uh, you're afraid that there'll be, you know, drug cartels guys coming in your neighborhood over the border and you want it for protection or you want it to hunt. But the people who are, and you know this, people have the fetish for guns who, who buy them and post pictures of them and rub them and, and talk to them and name them. Those people give me the creeps. Now, I'm not saying that this is the case here. In fact, I've, I, I'm, I'm not kidding when I said I've spent hours and hours reading about this and I don't know what the solution is. I don't, I mean, I think there are things with some merit. I like the idea of armed guards uh, in schools. I, I, I do think uh, it makes sense. And when I hear the cost, I've seen a couple of estimates it would cost about $40 billion to, uh, what's the number? 131,000 public schools, K through 12 in America, 131,000 to put two armed officers in every single school and make sure there's only one point of entry and just harden the target would cost $40 billion. Where have you heard that total before? Oh, I don't know. A couple of days ago when we sent $40 billion to Ukraine to escalate the war 5,000 miles away. We did it in a matter of days. It was bipartisan. You, you weren't allowed to raise an objection or you were called a Putin puppet, a stooge of Putin. Every time I tweet about how crazy this is that we are escalating this war, this conflict with nuclear powered Russia, I get Tweet after tweet saying, oh, you're doing Putin's bidding. I love that talking point. It's working well. It's get You know, I'm so I'm, I'm so afraid to be called a Putin puppet. OK, just you tell me, would most Americans rather send 40 billion to Ukraine or spend 40 billion to harden every single public school in America? I'm just going to guess if you put it to a vote, if you let the, the people decide, they would much rather defend their own children than the people of Ukraine, than the uh, than the corrupt government in Ukraine. And make sure, by the way, that Raytheon and Lockheed Martin and the CIA get, get huge windfalls from that. We have armed guards in banks. We have armed guards in, in, in casinos. You know, we have armed guards at jewelry stores in, in cities. Uh, and we don't 
in schools. Uh, it just, when you hear someone make the case for arming, hardening elementary schools, to me, it makes all the sense in the world. You say, so we protect whatever jewelry stores, but not elementary schools. What sense does that make? I think what people do is they look and they say, it can't happen here. I'm going to guess at Rob Elementary School in Evaldi, Texas, the teachers, the principal, the whatever, the janitor, they didn't walk around that school and say, gee, what if a shooter came in that door and went to that class? They think it can't happen here. It's quiet Evaldi, a town of 16,000 people. We all get along. You know, that's probably what every small town thinks until it happens there. I'm guessing that's what they thought in Parkland. That's what they thought in, in you know, Columbine. I mean, they just don't, you don't think it can happen there until it happens there. Uh, it happened in Avaldi when uh, Salvatore Ramos shot his grandmother, didn't kill her, and then jumped in his truck and drove uh, and, and crashed his truck. We don't know if he targeted the school for a specific reason because he crashed the truck right near the school, as far as I could tell. And I heard a, a, a local uh, police officer speculate, doesn't know what to, that maybe he just happened to crash right there and go into school, which would be just the worst, most tragic happenstance I think I've ever heard and didn't pick out that school specifically. Unlike, you know, Sandy Hook, where the where Adam Lanza picked Sandy Hook because his mother worked there, and he wanted to, and, and by the way, he knew those kids were vulnerable. Think of how sick and twisted and evil you have to be to target a elementary school. Now, when you go into a grocery store in Buffalo, in fact, the shooter in Buffalo thought he picked it. One of the reasons he picked it is because he didn't think the people would be armed. He didn't think they'd be shooting back. One guy did the, uh, the police officer, uh, the security guard, he got shot and killed. But when you go, I mean, you, you, I mean, the guy shot an 86 year old woman. He was looking for a soft target and he found one, but is there any target softer than an elementary school? There's, I mean, if you're in a high school, there might be some kid, tough kid, heroic kid who will charge you, tackle you, uh, you know, like they did in the church in the uh, Taiwanese church in, uh, in Orange County. You know, they charged the shooter. He killed one guy, a doctor. The, guy, the doctor, in fact, charged him, lost his life. Other people charged him. They took him down. They wrapped him in electric tape, electrical cords, and they stopped him after one death. You know that's not going to happen in an elementary school. You know the kids are seven, eight years old. You know no one's going to fight you, stop you. They're, they're only going to, whatever, cower under their desk. And apparently he walked around and, and for three minutes just shot seven, eight, and nine-year-old children and two, two adults. Uh, uh, I believe the latest, yep, 19 kids, two adults. But how sick, twisted, depraved, evil do you have to be? To say, I want to go out in a blaze of glory. I'm going to kill kids, elementary school kids, innocent kids. There is that element here that's worth mentioning, that there's just evil in the world, just evil people. The, the question is, how do you stop evil people before they do evil like this guy did, before they inflict this kind of carnage, this kind of, this kind of damage on innocent people? And immediately, not every you know person was screaming hysterically, 
to do something. Some were saying, do this, you know, ban AR-15s. It is a very, it's the most popular rifle in the country. Uh, it's used for hunting. It's used for home protection, but it's also used in school shootings in almost all of them. I mean, the Virginia guy, Virginia tech guy, Cho, he was mentally ill. He went into school. He, he shot people with a couple of handguns. So I don't think banning AR-15s stops a guy like Salvatore Ramos or whatever, Buffalo or you know, Parkland, but they would kill fewer kids. You know, if you, if you, um, had to use a handgun or, a, or 22, I don't think you would f- inflict as much damage, but you'd still do it. You, you wouldn't stop. Uh, as I said, after Buffalo, he's not going to say, you know what? I don't think I'm going to become a, a mass shooter. I can't, I don't have an AR 15. I think I'll, you know, join the chess club. You know, I think I'll, I'll, I'll learn to cook. You're still going to have, the person is still evil. He's still intent on inflicting evil and he will find another way. Hell, he'll do, maybe he'll do what Waukesha, what Daryl Brooks did Waukesha. He'll run people down with an SUV. Evil will find a way to, 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 to do evil. Would it slow him down? Would it limit the casualties if he didn't have an AR-15, if he had to use a, a, a handgun? Maybe. Well, in fact, yes, it would. So if you, you know, we'll discuss it. They tried it before the assault weapons ban that Biden was bragging about last night. Would it make a difference? Sure. So I'm willing to discuss it. I, I think a lot of people uh, like these guys, they, they, they get off on just holding, just having, owning an AR-15. This scumbag bought two of them uh, on his 18th birthday. Now, um, I look at that and I say, you can do that? And I know I was born and raised in Massachusetts and you can't do that here. But you can do it in New Hampshire. You can do it in Texas. You can do it in lots of places. You can walk into a gun store on your 18th birthday and buy two AR-15s and walk out. Uh, This is from the um, Daily Mail, just uh, posted this morning, 9 o'clock this morning. Of all day school shooter Salvatore Ramos legally purchased two AR-15s last week after turning 18, including the one he used to slaughter 19 school kids and their teachers. The call of duty obsessed gunman bought two weapons, including a Daniel defense AR 15 worth 1870 bucks. Now that raises lots more questions. He worked at Wendy's. His, the kids at school made fun of him because he was poor and he had, he had cheap old clothes and he had a lisp and he liked, by the way, in his spare time to put on girls clothes, not, not saying that has any bearing here and any, any role here, but if you check out his social media, he occasionally liked to feel pretty, put on something, something, I don't know, frilly. Um, um, anyway, Ramos posted a receipt for the purchase on the website. Yubo. Uh, it is unclear if Ramos bought both weapons on the Daniel defense website. So you buy it on the defense website, they deliver it to a store near you, you go pick it up. The website is run out of Georgia, allows customers to place orders online and collect from a local dealer. There are no Daniel defense dealers in Uvalde, but 100 miles away, there are several in San Antonio. 
His first purchase was May 17th. The next day, he bought 375 rounds of 556 ammunition. Um, an extra uh, capacity, extra capacity magazine is legal in Texas. As far as I can tell, it is legal. This is all legal. In fact, uh, Steve Kerr, Joe Biden, whoever ranting about background checks, this is what pisses me off. I'm sorry. I'm all for having the discussion. I think, you know, background checks sound perfectly reasonable. Hell, red flag laws. I, I, I disagree with many people on the right, many gun guys. Red flag laws, when you think about it, we have to find a way to make them constitutional. When a guy is ranting and raving like, the, uh, what's, this, what, what's the Buffalo shooter's name again? I'm drawing a blank. Buffalo uh, Ooh, I scumbag. What? I actually forget his name. Okay, check that. He uh, was admitted to a mental hospital in June because he want, said he wanted to shoot up a school or a, or a church. And 11 months later, he shot up a grocery store. He was in the mental hospital. He purchased the guns legally, as far as I know. As far as I, I know, unless there's unless I'm missing something. Um, so the background check that Kerr was ranting about would have no effect here. It wouldn't have stopped Salvatore Ramos, as far as I can tell. It would not have stopped unless there's more to the story, and there probably is. But I can tell you this, Kerr didn't know last night, yesterday afternoon when he went on his rant, he didn't know that if Mitch McConnell took action, passed a bill, instituted, uh, uh, implemented uh, universal background checks that would have stopped the shooter, he didn't care. Steve Kerr is despicable. He uses the death of 18, 19 children. He is using the death of children to advance his agenda, and he doesn't care if it's applicable. He doesn't care if what he's proposing, what he's uh, ranting about, would have stopped the shooting. So why are you doing this now? Hold on, I'm playing Kerr because I want to get to Kerr. I just want to get, do you have the, the Buffalo guy's name? Peyton Gendron. Peyton Gendron, or as uh, my man Tucker calls him, Peyton Gendron. I'm not sure which one it is, but I have a couple more things I have to I have to say before we get to Kerr and Biden and and Eric Swalwell and so many other things. If let me ask you this: If Salvatore Ramos posted on Facebook or Instagram, um, I don't know. Leah Thomas is a man. Would he have been flagged? Would he have been suspended? Would he have been banned? Instead, he instead he posts pictures of himself with his brand new AR-15s, and he messages some strange girl and says like, "I'm a I'm a do it or I'm a I'm a just I'm a air it out," and uh, you know you'll see. I mean, you know, cryptic threats, and nobody takes notice of that. Nobody says this is an eighteen a deranged eighteen year old posting pictures of all his new uh, of his new weapons and his and his hundreds and hundreds of of bullets and nobody notices i mean again if he had posted you know rachel levine as a man would he have been kicked what if he posted kyle rittenhouse as a hero he'd have been flagged he'd have been suspended we have to review the rules on social media when you can post threats and photos of your assault weapons and uh, 
you can't, you know, have an opinion about COVID or, 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 or vouch your vaccines. That's cool. By the way, LeBron James is another one, along with all these other idiots who said, do something. Enough is enough. I mean, you're a grown man, LeBron. You can't say what you want done. Say background checks. Say assault weapons ban. Say something. At this point, you're, you know, your people are ready to listen. A lot of people are fed up. A lot of people are sick and disgusted. Say, tell us what you want to do. That would be my suggestion. That would be my idea. This is now the second deadliest school shooting ever after Sandy Hook where 20 kids and I believe 24 people were shot dead. Um, he didn't graduate. They had graduation, I think, the day before. He was in, in high school. Didn't graduate, was pissed about that. Was miserable at his job at Wendy's where he worked every day and the people there said he was creepy, of course. Uh, so this was how he decided to go out Um it only took three minutes, three minutes to kill 19 kids, two adults, and get killed himself. The, the, fortunately, he didn't live stream it on Twitch like Peyton Gendron did. Uh, and I know somebody, somebody I know very well, who watched it. They were curious, and they watched it and said, it's the most disturbing thing you'll ever see. I wonder if if it helps to have people see that. Put it. It's no longer... You know, it's no longer Call of Duty. It's no longer a video game. It's no longer, a, you know, John Wick. It's real and it's sickening. And you get to see a, a, an 18-year-old punk, an 18-year-old monster kill an 86-year-old woman. If you want to you know, elicit, you know, rage and righteous anger in people, you know, maybe we should see it. I, I haven't seen it. I don't want to see it. But maybe that would have an effect because a lot of people are numb to this numb and a lot of a lot of people are outraged i just want them to be outraged you know at the right thing is that asking too much i i'm all for discussing all these things i mentioned red flag laws and background checks you know who i blame before we get to kerr and biden and so many other you know who i blame when i see things like this uh, in in mass shootings or just you, you know you name it kids gone wrong kids I, I, I initially immediately look at, you know, mom and dad, like where's dad? Dad is never in the picture, except it's in the case in Michigan, that school shooter in Michigan where dad bought the kid, the pistol, bought the kid, the handgun to do the shooting. That father is in prison and he should be. But for the most part, there's no dad. There's no mom. Hell, in some cases, there's no mom. This kid moved out of his mother's house into his grandmother's house and then didn't get along so well with her and shot his grandmother but there's no male role model. I mean, the guy, there's so many fathers that just abandon their kids, abandon their families. Then we look and say, gee, why is that kid so angry? Why is he so lost? Oh, because he has no father and he's on call of duty 12 hours a day, or maybe he's on Facebook showing, you know, showing his guns to strange girls in, in California. Why are there so many lost souls? Why are there so many young, angry, bitter, nihilistic, men, boys and men. And you say, well, this, you know, his father is just gone. There's just nowhere to be found. Feels no responsibility. I'm not sure where the father is, but I hope, I hope he feels awful. I hope someone there tells him shame on you. You abandon this, this kid whenever, when he was a kid and look how he turned out. I'm not saying he would have been you know, well-adjusted valedictorian if dad was around, 
but it can't hurt. You know, guys, it can't hurt to raise your sons. As Chris Rock famously said, that's what you're supposed to do. (laughs) But that's, again, you know, a topic I'm not sure it solves the issue, but I think that every time I see this and I say, where the hell is dad? I know. I don't know about you, Ironhead. I don't even know your, your family situation, but I know the number one thing I was afraid of as a kid, as a boy, as a teenager, hell, as an adult, was letting my father down, disappointing my father. That was the driving force. Uh, if he were around, if he weren't around, I wouldn't have shot up a school, but I wouldn't have turned out nearly as <laughs> well-adjusted as well-adjusted as I am. So be, as my brother likes to say, can you imagine how screwed up would be if we didn't have great parents, if I didn't have a great role model in my father? I can't imagine. Again, I wouldn't be a murderer, but I wouldn't be where I am today. And uh, this kid, if he had a father, if the father were there, if the father was showing him the road, would he have turned out to be a great person? Probably not, but I don't think he would have shot up a school. So yes, if the dad abandons his kid, it's his fault. It's, you know, he shares the blame. It's partially his fault, but I'll tell you who's not, who's not at fault is um, politicians who just want to hold on to power. That's who Steve Kerr is blaming politicians who just want to hold on to power. Okay. Quick question before we get, what politician doesn't want to hold on? Isn't that their job is to do what their voters want them to do. The constituents want them to do and have them get, and then get reelected. So you want politicians who don't want to get reelected to do things their constituents don't want them to do. That's just one of the dumb things Steve Kerr said yesterday, but he got lots of Twitter love. All the Peter Kings out there, they loved it. It was, well, we need more passion. No, we don't need more passion. We need more answers. We need more solutions. And Steve Kerr presents none of them. And by the way, we'll tell you why Steve Kerr is the biggest hypocrite in the world right now. It's hard to, it, it would it'd be hard to be a bigger hypocrite than Steve Kerr. Let me do... Let me do our sponsors and then we'll get to Steve Kerr and then we'll get to a new low for Joe Biden. Just a, just a incredibly dis, dis, disappointing and disturbing speech from the president in the wake of this shooting. And we'll get to the uh, plot to kill the president. Not, not this president, a couple presidents ago, but uh, the FBI apparently finally actually solved the crime, stopped the the crime before it happened. And they stopped some uh, ISIS, ISIS guy from uh, killing a former president. We'll tell you about that too. But first let me tell you about athletic greens. All right. Our newest sponsor, athletic greens is a product I've added to my morning routine and I use it every day. Instead of taking daily supplements for my nutrition, I use AG one to get 75 high quality vitamins and minerals, whole source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start my day right. The founder of Alva Athletic Greens experienced a bunch of gut health issues and he ended up on a complicated supplement routine costing him over 100 bucks a day. This led him to take his health into his own hands and create Athletic Greens for a more optimal nutrition routine. Ever since I started taking AG1, I've noticed improved energy throughout the day, better sleep, 
and improve recovery after my runs and workouts. All I do is put one scoop in a glass of water each morning. I used to, I drink water all the time in the morning. Now I just add a scoop and I'm good to go. It has a mild and tropical taste and it's much easier than choking down a bunch of vitamins in pill form. And it's way cheaper than the alternatives, costing less than three bucks a day. If you're going to invest in anything, it might as well be your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash jerry. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash g-e-r-r-y to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, quick reminder, you can pick up some Callahan coffee. Great stuff. It's getting great reviews. Everybody loves it. Get some for, uh, you know, your uh, Memorial Day weekend. Get some for Father's Day. Go to CallahanCoffee.com and order up a order up a batch of Callahan coffee. You will love it. All right, Steve Kerr, coach of the uh, Dubs, the uh, Golden State Warriors who are headed to the finals, although they got spanked last night in another terrible NBA playoff game. Seems like every time I turn on, one team's up by 40. Doesn't matter which team. It's just, it's, it's just another disappointing series. We'll see how they sell. Um, by the way, you know, the dead spin guy was all upset that the NBA played on the day of the Buffalo shooting. He said it was white supremacy because they played games that didn't cancel them. Was this white supremacy that they played a game last night on the same day as a school shooting? I don't know. I get so confused when I read Deadspin. But uh, if you missed it, Steve Kerr is a hero, Twitter hero, a blue check hero because he went on a rant. Uh, let's listen to a Steve Kerr yesterday afternoon. He first he did was first thing he said, we're not talking about basketball. I'm going to rant. I'm going to demagogue. This uh, this story, while the bodies, while all the bodies have not been identified, I'm gonna step up on my soapbox and slam the table, and uh, and uh, everyone, everyone, at least all uh, uh, his his fans are gonna love it. I'm so tired of getting up here and offering condolences to to the devastated families that are out there. I'm so tired of the excuse. Me, I'm sorry. I'm tired of the moments of silence. Enough. There's 50 senators right now who refuse to vote on H.R. 8, which is a background check rule that the House passed a couple of years ago. It's been sitting there for two years. And there's a reason they won't vote on it, to hold on to power. So I ask you, Mitch McConnell, I ask all of you senators who refuse to do anything about the violence and school shootings and supermarket shootings, I ask you, are you going to put your own desire for power ahead of the lives of our children and our elderly and our churchgoers, because that's what it looks like. I, that, that, that is so juvenile. I mean, it's just, it's just ignorant. I know everyone loved it because he was passionate and he's an articulate guy, but he's saying two, two things. One thing is my first question is, would that have stopped the shooting? Now, uh, maybe, maybe not. Maybe to stop another shooting. Maybe it's just something to, you know, to, to, to another measure, another wall to stop the next shooting. But the reason he's doing this went on this rant. The reason he's doing this press conference is because of the shooting in Evaldi. So if it wouldn't have any effect on that shooting, then it's totally inappropriate. And you're just using the death of these children. Do we think, and I'm not certain of this, honest to God, I cannot get an answer. I'm, 
is there anything that Salvatore Ramos did, as far as you know, as far as we know, as far as you've learned so far, that would have red flagged him in a background check and stopped him from getting the weapon, the legal weapon at a legal age? As far as I can tell, there is none. So you are a despicable demagogue here, Steve Kerr. It has, if what you're demanding, if what you're proposing, if what you're embracing, and I'm willing to listen, if that wouldn't stop the shooting, then why are you using that shooting? Why using the death of those 19 kids at this moment? It's, it's disgraceful. Secondly, again, what, what politician doesn't want to hold on to power? To me, when you say he wants to hold on to power, it means he wants to get reelected. And if he wants to get reelected, he wants to do what his voters, his constituents want, right? I, I mean, it's, I guess it sounds good if you're just some, you know, emotional you know, the person with, you know, a, a visceral reaction to this. You see, if you're Peter King or Ben Volan, you say, yeah, more, more of this. And you have those little yellow pointy things and you point down and you say more of this. And you get off on, on Steve Kerr ranting about background checks. But what a politician is supposed to do is listen to his constituents. That's why I have a problem with this NRA straw man. I'm no NRA guy. I'm not an NRA, I'm not a gun guy. But when you hear people like Biden or, or, or Kerr or any politician start, or any commentator, they all say, oh, NRA. They're in the back pocket of the NRA. So are you telling me that Ted Cruz or you name it, Thomas Massey, or any, any you know, uh, Tom Cotton. If you're Ted Cruz, you want to get reelected to the Senate in Texas. You want to serve the people, all the people of Texas. If you're Thomas Massey, you have your, your district in Kentucky. If you're Tom Cotton, you want to serve everyone in Arkansas. You're going to vote against gun control, whatever the measure is, gun control, you know, assault weapons ban, because the NRA donated to your campaign. But the constituents, the voters who put you in office, they don't want you to vote that way. But you're going to vote that way anyway because of NRA gave you $1,000. It makes no sense. And it's the only time we blame things on a special interest that donates to campaign. The NRA donates a fraction of what the teachers unions donate. Do we blame every Democrat politician, you know, when they go along with what the teachers unions want to, Oh, they're in the back pocket. Sometimes we do, but not nearly as much. It's not nearly as, as, as powerful as the charge against the NRA. So you telling me that Ted Cruz is defying the voters because he's in the pocket of NRA or more likely, is he doing what his voters want him to do? Gun control is really unpopular, particularly in certain parts of the country. The reason they vote against gun control measures is because that's what their voters want them to do. And if if uh, Mitch McConnell really thought his voters wanted expanded background checks, universal background checks, I think he'd do it. I think he'd do it, you know, because he wants to hold on to power. You're right, Steve Kerr. He wants to hold on to power. The way to hold on to the power is do what your voters want. Let's. What else we got from Steve Kerr? We are being held hostage by 50 senators in Washington who refuse to even put it to a vote, despite what we, the American people, want. They won't vote on it because they want to hold on to their own power. It's pathetic. I've had enough. Ooh, more of this. 
You go, Steve Kerr. I mean, he is performing for Blue Check Twitter. He really is. He's performing and also for, you know, LeBron James and, you know, uh, Steph Curry. He wants everyone to, oh, he's, uh, you know, he's a hero. He's a hero. Let me tell you a little bit more about Steve Kerr, who is so concerned about school shootings, violence, you know, indiscriminate violence in inner cities. He just really, he's so sick of it. Or as he likes to say, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. Why are you any more tired than anyone else? By the way, is this, uh, and, uh, you know, we know, we know, everyone knows his, his father was killed when he was a kid, when he was in college at Arizona. His father was the president of the American University in Beirut. He was shot in the head by two Muslim terrorists from Hezbollah when he was in college. We know about that. That's rough. I, I feel, I, you know, that's, I feel for the man, but let me tell you what else, what other cause. Steve Kerr is invested in. This is from um, NBC Bay Area. This is from San Francisco, uh, NBC affiliate. And the date on this would be July, June 23rd, 2020, two years ago almost, in the midst of the George Floyd riots, the BLM riots around the country, where, you know, Steve Kerr was 100% behind the looters, the arsonists, the rioters, the violence. But anyway... While the NBA mulls over the basketball season, when the basketball season can safely begin, Warriors coach says he's using his free time to learn about racial issues. And on Tuesday, he put his words into action. Kerr Tuesday joined students and parents in Oakland calling for the school district to eliminate the police force. He put his influence, put his Weight, his influence, his fame behind an effort to defund the school police in Oakland. He wanted, uh, uh, he spoke to a crowd. This is a real reckoning for much of America, especially white America. He joined dozens of Oakland Unified School District parents and students calling for the district to dismantle its internal police force. These are cops stationed in schools to stop school shootings. And Kerr demanded they defund and dismantle those cops. What a freaking hypocrite. Honest to God, he is just a performer is what he is. And again, I don't think, I don't think I could be wrong. I'll let you know when I find out for sure, but I'm going to, I'm going to guess that what that bill before the Senate, the universal background checks would not have stopped Salvatore Ramos, which means that this was very inappropriate at this time for Steve Kerr. All right, let's get speaking of inappropriate. Um, I wasn't just bumped by this school shooting. I was bumped by the president. He spoke last night, supposed to be 8.15. As usual, he was late. I uh, was like 8.30. He came, uh, he made it back from uh, Asia to address the nation. Do you have a time on this? It was quick, like 10 minutes. Uh, it was quick. And uh, it was... It was beyond disappointing. I mean, this is, I mean, I don't want to sound like he's being opportunistic here, but it's a big opportunity. It is a big opportunity to attempt to, to, to at least pretend you want to unify. We know Joe Biden has no interest in unifying, but you use this moment of national grief, of shock. After saving and you, customized car insurance from Liberty Mutual. Okay. What are you playing now? There was an ad. I was trying to get the runtime and it started playing. Sorry about that. Okay. All right. Just 
Just sit there and shine your guns up. You got any gun? You got a gun on you right now? No, I'm in Massachusetts. Do you, do you clean them often? I know some guys get, when you clean your gun, do you get aroused? No, I only clean them after I shoot them. Uh, when you shoot them, do you get aroused? No, I just have fun. Does your wife ever go with you and you have a like, cause I went to a gun range in Florida once and I got a little creeped out by the couples. There were a lot of couples there. She, uh, she came one like, time. They would like hold each other while yeah. they were shooting. I felt like it was foreplay. Yeah, it's weird. And, and I was with our old engineer at EI, Doug Lane. I didn't really feel the same about him. You know, I didn't want to like hug after I shot the gun. Yeah. But these people did. I went with, was uh, I went with weird. her one time and it was an indoor range. So it was a little too much for her. So she didn't go. But uh, it's it's a little uh, unnerving when yeah. you see the people and you say that guy could turn and kill me in a second if he wanted to. An, an AR-15 is loud. Like it's so loud. That's where uh, Lone Survivor. Uh, that's where uh, what's his name? Uh, American Sniper Chris Kyle. He got killed taking a psycho to the range. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, if you're done screwing around there, let's get to Biden because he he was he kept it short. I'll give him that. But he sounded. Did you watch the whole thing? I did not. I mean, I know, I know I'm biased. I know I don't like the guy. I know I'm not expecting much. But he sounded more tired and drawn. I mean, I understand he flew, whatever, 17 hours. But the, have a friggin' cup of Callahan coffee or something, you know? <laughs> yeah. Guzzle a Red Bull. Pick up the, you know, show some, some life. You're literally talking to the nation. You're probably talking to, I don't know, 30 million people. And they want you to, I don't know, comfort them, console them, I don't know, relate to them. They want to know how you really feel about this. And he does a couple of things which are just low. I mean, he, he brings makes it about him. I, I'll give him credit. He didn't mention his son, Bo. He usually does when he's speaking. He to al- alluded to him, though. He alluded to him. And his, he lost a daughter, too. But um, And that's awful. And I, I didn't have a big problem with that last night. He, he, he does that. He didn't name his kids. But anyway, he just starts immediately going to Democrat talking points about gun control. And he does that thing where you say, do something, show some backbone. What? What should, What needs? What requires backbone? You tell me. You're the president. It was just hollow and dark and, and angry. And, and I, it just really was beneath the office, I felt. I felt like. If this were Ronald Reagan, we'd be talking about what a spectacular job he did last night, just articulating the feelings, the frustration of a whole country, the the grief of a whole country. Biden's incapable. He's just empty. You know, he's just hollow. Uh, But let's listen to how much we got here. I got two shortish clips, 45. Let's let's play two clips and uh, and then we'll discuss. Gunfires reported on school grounds. As a nation, we have to ask, when in God's name are we going to stand up to the gun lobby? When in God's name we do what we all know in our gut needs to be done? It's been 3,448 days, 10 years since I stood up at a high school in Connecticut, a grade school in Connecticut, where another gunman massacred 26 people, including 20 first graders at Sandy Hook Elementary School. Since then, there have been over 900 incidents of gunfires reported on school grounds. Okay, tell us what you would like to do. Grow a spine. What are we going to do? Do something. 
It's all vague. I, it just, yeah, it's just talking points. I mean, what about, I don't know, again, say specifically, we want to, you know, armed guards at schools. How about that? Instead of that friggin' 40 billion to Ukraine, we, we, we harden these targets, these soft targets. But please tell me you have the Kevlar vest line because I've started watching this. And I knew it would be bad. I knew it was it coming be, somewhere. <laughs> that's right. And, and I, but, but I wonder, I mean, obviously he can't, he struggles to, to read a teleprompter, even everything written for him. It's only 10 minutes. You got the people kind of on your side, demanding action. And even that he fumbles, but I honestly, I was watching. I said, he can't do the Kevlar vest thing today. He can't. Anytime he talks about guns, he has this line. And now everyone's seen it by now. It was in the State of the Union. It's in every speech that that relates to guns. And he says, what do you think? The deers are wearing Kevlar vests? The first time he said it, it was stupid. The first time he said it, it wasn't even a little funny. And besides that, what sense does it make? What is he talking about? If the deer are wearing Kevlar vests, what does that mean? I mean, you need special bullets for that, right, gun guy, Craig? Oh, yeah. An AR-15 with traditional ammo would be what? What would you normally buy for bullets for an AR-15? Uh, like 5.56? Five, five, Is that what you're talking about, uh, the size? Yes. So that, does that go through a Kevlar vest? Uh, if you're close enough. So... Is he railing against bullets, guns, laws, background checks? What's he? What does it matter if the deer have Kevlar vest? I don't even know why I'm trying to decipher, trying to understand the stupid line. But it was a stupid line if you said it in front of some, you know, Rotary Club on a Tuesday at lunch. He's talking to the nation immediately after the slaughter, this atrocity, and he thinks it's appropriate to put this idiotic quip in. I don't think this scriptwriter wrote it. I think he ad-libbed. I think he loves this line, but he does. Go ahead, play it. The idea that an 18-year-old kid can walk into a gun store and buy two assault weapons is just wrong. What in God's name do you need an assault weapon for except to kill someone? <laughs> Deer aren't running through the forest with Kevlar vests on, for God's sake. It's just sick. Deer on running through the forest with Kevlar vests. I mean, it's it's not that's not funny. It's not appropriate ever. And yet he thought it was a good time to do that. The Second I mean, Amendment just, wasn't written for for hunting, too. Right, and it, right. They are designed to kill people. They're designed to kill people that come in and threaten your family. Tyrannical that's what government. They're designed for. Yeah. I mean, that's what they're for. I mean, I don't want to have. I hate the gun debate because I'm not a gun guy, and I do think. You know, we could discuss certain things, but the idea that it's like, I mean, I heard people last night talking about it, this weapon of war, or they call it a machine gun. I heard somebody say, uh, you know, we got to rid of semi-automatic weapons. And you go, what? All weapons are semi-automatic unless it's a single shot, you know, like antique or a, a shotgun. I think all weapons are still semi-automatic. So, so get what you want to get, you know, get rid of the second amendment. I'll, uh, what's his name? Michael Moore went on a rant. I don't even know what show he's on saying we got to repeal the second amendment. I have more respect for that than I do for Biden talking about Kevlar vests or Steve Kerr. You know, I mean, if that's what you want, then sell it. Could, you know, repeal the second amendment, confiscate the guns. If that's what you want, present it. But they don't, they won't. 
Obama and Biden controlled, obviously, the executive branch. They also controlled the House and the Senate. They did nothing. They passed no gun control laws. None. As far as I know. That was not, now Biden controls the House and the Senate. Why doesn't he, why doesn't he pass some gun control? I mean, why isn't, he, why isn't it an issue? Because it's not popular with the voters. They don't like gun control. They like their guns. You know, they, I mean, they don't want mentally ill 18-year-olds to be able to buy AR-15s on their 18th birthday, maybe. I'm, I'm all for having a background check. I'm all for stopping Peyton Gendron, who was in a mental hospital because he wanted to shoot up a school and, you know, 11 months later is shooting up a grocery store. I'm all for finding a way to stop him institutionalizing these people. I'm all for, you know, uh, uh, um, you know, having, uh, considering debating red flag laws. I don't, I don't want to immediately dismiss that and say, Oh no, no, I can't have that. You know, if Frank James in New York city is telling people he wants to kill white people on a video, I'm okay. If the cops want to knock on his door and say, uh, can we talk to you? But we don't want to do that because, uh, you know, Kevlar deers where Kevlar vests. So, all right. Do you have any more? By the way, um, I, I, I'm all for debating all these things again. Oh, we want to get to Eric Swalwell for sure. But this, this was just released Chicago, the 2021 stati- statistics. Guess how many murders there were in Chicago in uh, 2021. Uh, just take one city. 350. 797. Jesus. Homicides. 3,561 shootings. Now, every time you bring up Chicago, people say, oh, yeah, changing the subject. But when did any, I mean, does Steve Kerr ever talk about Chicago? No. 800 homicides. Most of them are young black males. Does Steve Kerr? Will Greg Popovich ever go on a rant and say, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. I'm just so sick of it. No, because the guns aren't bought legally. So they're going to happen regardless. Right. They can't right. do anything. So, and you can't, you can't demonize, you know, Mitch McConnell. The homicide was up 300 over 2019, 2019 to 2021. Homicides were up to 800, a 300, <laughs> an increase in 300 from two years before and 3,561 shootings. That's, can I have that right? That's 10 shootings a day, every day for a year. And you don't hear anything from Biden. Obama, by the way, he's on there tweeting about gun control. Obama, who's allegedly from Chicago, says nothing. Biden says nothing. Steve Kerr says nothing. 800 homicides, almost all young black guys. No big deal. But we do like to keep track of the biggest idiot reactions of the, of the biggest idiots in America, which means we go right to Alex Swalwell after I tell you about Shea Concrete. Did you know that Shea Concrete is the largest manufacturer of recon retaining wall systems in North America? Well, you do now. In fact, in 2020, Shea set a new company record when they man- manufactured 178,000 square feet of retaining wall. This is a testament to Shea's legendary teamwork from engineering to manufacturing to dispatch and delivery. As the guys at Shea like to say, teamwork makes the teamwork. They do. I've been around them when they say that. Shea Concrete's high-performing precast concrete retaining walls stand up to New England's active climate and come in a wide variety of shapes, designs, and textures to meet your retaining wall needs. So whether you need a residential, a commercial, or an industrial application, Shea has a dedicated team that will assist you 
with conceptual design, site walks, and installation. Let Shea show you the way. Call Shea Concrete at 800-696-SHEA. That's 800-696-SHEA. Or just log on to SheaConcrete.com. Oh, uh, let's get to uh, the uh, guy. And, uh, you know, I'd like to say he's the biggest embar- embarrassment in Congress, but it's hard when your your own representative in Congress is Ayanna Presley. It's hard. But he's up there. He's up. He's the only one who farted on live TV and slept with a Chinese spy. So he is, he stands alone. But Eric Swalwell, I mentioned it was five o'clock when the story broke on my TV because I was getting ready to go, go meet Tucker. So this is 523. Eric Swalwell, congressman from uh, California. I wish I could look at my three small kids and promise I'll always protect them. That would be a lie. America arms the most dangerous people to the teeth, leaving every child vulnerable to being shot in their class. This is not a policy defect. It is by GOP design. What? GOP designed it so that kids could get shot in their classes? Uh, You know, certain guys are just outliers. Eric Swalwell is just deranged, unhinged, lunatic. Who, You know, the voters in California, they like him. They support him. You know, he's... He's, he's just a tool of the teachers union. He's in the pocket of Planned Parenthood. He should, he's just trying to hold on to power, right, Steve Kerr? What, what politician is not trying to hold on to power? I, I, I don't know why I can't get past that, but uh, uh, any, do we have, oh, we got this friggin' ISIS. I wanted to get to this ISIS plot before we wrapped up because uh, it kind of went under the radar. Do we have any more on, uh, on Uvalde that you wanted to get to? Uh, I just have the uh, Tucker clip. Oh, yeah. We really should do this. We really should do this. Uh, you know what? We got time. Tucker, uh, you know, obviously, I'm a huge fan. I even, you know, I told him that yesterday. Uh, but I knew, I watched this Biden thing, and I didn't know what he Tucker was going to say, or anyone was going to say, and I was just disturbed. I mean, again, he's an empty vessel. There are people around him, writers, handlers, caretakers, visiting angels. They are supposed to steer him in the right direction. Those people really let him down. If they put those words into the teleprompter that had him read, you know, about whatever, background checks and assault weapons, instead of talking about the children who were, who were whose bodies were still warm. I mean, the, the parents who were, I don't know if you heard these reports, there were reporters outside the uh, room, I think it was in the Civic Center where they were all meeting, and they were reporting the wails when they would, and the screams and the crying and the hysterics when the parents or the grandparents were informed, yes, that was your child, and then another woman would, or a screamer, another man would scream and run out. Reporters were outside that room. I mean, it's just heart-wrenching. And you think that's the time to talk about Kevlar vests on deer. But anyway, quickly, this is a quick one. Tucker reacts to Joe, Joe Biden's speech and he nails it. President of the United States, frail, confused, bitterly partisan, desecrating the memory of recently murdered children with tired talking points in the Democratic Party, dividing the country in a moment of deep pain rather than uniting. 
I mean, it, it's it's so true. I'm sure he got, you know, two thumbs up from whoever, Jake Tapper or Anderson Cooper, but it was terrible. It was just terrible. Um, I always wonder why this doesn't happen more often. We mentioned before, many times, every time it's a mass shooter, they say, oh, he was on the FBI's radar, whether it's, uh, you know, Las Vegas, Stephen Paddock or Frank James in New York or the, the bombers in Boston, the Zarniefs. Oh, he was on the FBI's radar. And they don't ever seem to stop him. Maybe we just don't hear about him stopping him, but they stopped the guy. Ironhead, good news. An Iraqi man, this is an exclusive from Forbes. An Iraqi man in the U.S. accused of being linked to ISIS operatives was plotting to kill George W. Bush, going so far as to travel to Dallas in November to take video around the former president's home and recruiting a team of compatriots he hoped to smuggle into the country over the Mexican border, according to an FBI search warrant application filed in March and unsealed this week in Ohio. Uh, the FBI said it uncovered the scheme through the work of two confidential informants and surveillance of the alleged plotter's account on the meta-owned WhatsApp app. I mean, WhatsApp. The suspect, Shahib Amid Shahib Shahib. That's three Shahibs. Shahib Ahmad Shahib Shahib, based in Columbus, Ohio, said he wanted to assassinate Bush because he felt the former president was responsible for killing many Iraqis and breaking apart the country after the U.S. invasion in 2000. He's right about that. But, uh, you know, I'm always surprised this doesn't happen more often because there's so many people who are affected, say, the war in Iraq or Afghanistan, their families. And then they can come to this country. You can walk into the country anytime you want. You walk in over the southern border. Bush is right there, Dallas, you know, Clinton's and wherever he is in D.C. or New York, or whoever, any former president, any former Jimmy Carter, or just their family. I mean, if you really were bitter, angry, you got people shooting up schools just because, you know, their girlfriend dumped them or they're, you know, they don't like their job at Wendy's. What if someone destroyed your whole country in your mind and killed thousands of your, you know, countrymen? You wouldn't want to kill them? I mean... Maybe they're just so well protected by the Secret Service so we don't have this problem. But there must be so many people who are just walking over the southern border today who would like to do carnage, do evil here in this country. Well, they stopped this guy thanks to the WhatsApp. How he many, went on the WhatsApp to a plot to kill the president. How many um, Secret Service members get assigned to former presidents? I don't know. We used to see him up in Maine all the time that protected Bush. Uh, Bush Sr. when he was up there. He was up there a lot more than Bush Jr. Uh, it's a good question. I'm going to guess a dozen, maybe 15. Oh, wow. Because I find it crazy that he got close enough to videotape his house and no one picked up yeah. on it. I always think that in Maine, you can't really get close to their compound in Maine because they got a guard at the gate. But he goes out. He plays golf all the time. He goes out in the boat. Uh, I've seen him a couple times. Uh, George Bush, I saw both of them, Bush H.W. when he was around and this Bush, uh, you know, on the golf course or at a restaurant. I think the Secret Service is pretty well uh, on top of this. But, you know, now they're guarding Hunt. Now they got to guard Hunter and other Biden children. I'm not sure. I guess you can decline protection. They got to guard Donald Jr., Donald Trump Jr., Donald Sr., Ivana, Ivanka or whatever, uh, Jared. Lots of people that say you were a bitter, angry, whatever uh, guy from somewhere, you know, Afghanistan. 
if you wanted to really shake up the, this country, you could go after the family of a president. But I think we got him pretty well protected. And for once, I don't think the FBI uh, designed this plot. I think they just they uncovered it and stopped it. And that's a good thing. And I don't care what you think of any former president. That is a good thing that we can protect our former presidents. Hopefully we'll find a way to protect our school children as well. My idea among others, is take that $40 billion, tell uh, Ukraine, sorry, we've done enough for you already. We're going to spend that protecting our own kids, you know? Good luck to your kids. We'll send you whatever, a couple billion, but we need $40 billion to protect our kids. That's my idea. Uh, we got lots of comments that I never got to. Any that uh, that you've read that are, that are any good, Ironhead? Because I feel bad when people are commenting and tweeting and texting at us and we're not reading them. Uh, we got this guy, uh, Camion. Repeal the Second Amendment, says Cameo. You know what? If you want to and you convince enough elected officials and go for it. I, again, have more respect for someone who says that, that says, do something. Do something. Enough is enough. So anyone who tweets that, it's just, it's just vapid, you know? I was just surprised Come to on. see uh, uh, someone with those thoughts in this chat. Bye. Same the guy says, buy all the guns back. Well, that's what they did in Australia, right? Yeah. Um, and, you know, in reaction to a mass shooting in New Zealand, they had the guy kill, I think it was 50 people in a, in a mosque. And they took all the guns away. I mean, but it's not going to work here. There are way too many guns and way too many red states where they love their guns, where they like to hunt, where they like to collect, where they like to target shoot, and they like to protect their homes and their family, and they don't have any cops, police stations anywhere near them, and they need their guns. Think of, think of, uh, what's the, you know, Yellowstone. Those guys, you think they're going to give up their guns? No. You think uh, John Dutton's going to give up his guns? <laughs> Ain't happening. So I think that's a non-starter, but there are other things. Again, red flag laws, you know, arming school guards. I think People laugh at arming teachers and they say that's crazy. But what if a teacher, and again, don't think Boston, don't think Mass, New Hampshire, New, I mean, New York, think Montana. If a teacher or a principal is a gun guy and he's got weapons and he's trained and he's comfortable and he carries his sidearm with him everywhere, you want him to leave that in the car when he goes into the school? Why? If they're trained and comfortable and good with their gun, why don't you encourage it? It's voluntary. You're not in, you're not forcing teachers to carry guns. You're letting teachers and principals and janitors and gym teachers who are good with guns, comfortable with guns, you're letting them bring that into the school in case something like this happens. Gun-free zones are crazy. Think of an idea behind a gun-free zone. What criminal is going to respect that sign? None. It says gun. Free. It's like it's like Virginia Tech. That shooter knew it was a gun-free zone. He knew it. He knew every kid, even the rednecks who were gun guys, would leave their guns in their trucks. He knew it, and he took advantage of it. He broke the rule. By the way, he broke the rule. He broke the rule that said, this is a gun-free zone. It's weird. Mass murderers, they don't respect rules. But anyway, we got to leave it there. Julian wants to know my thoughts on the Celtics tonight. Celtics win again. Uh, come home and close it out in a couple nights and play the dubs, the dubs in the finals, and I'll be rooting for the Celtics because Steve Kerr annoys me. In case you didn't know, Dave, in case you didn't get that impression, <laughs> I will be rooting against Steve Kerr and rooting for Uduko, Uduki, Uduka. Uh, by the way, why, do, why does Steve Kerr or Uko, Uduke, 
Why are they wearing masks on the bench? Why? I think it's some sort of NBA rule because Udoka, Udo, Ime Udoka doesn't. Ime Udoka. Udoka. He, doesn't, uh, he doesn't wear it all the time. He only wears it in certain spots. I know. Neither does Kerr. They wear it in certain spots and you go, what are you doing? What, what's that for? But I will be watching that tonight. Hopefully. Hopefully they don't cancel the game because, you know, Deadspin thinks if you play a game after a mass shooting, it's a sign of white supremacy. But. I think they'll play it. I think the Celtics will win it. I think they'll come home in two nights and close it out. I might be on Tucker tonight. I'll let you know. You can follow me on Twitter at Jerry Callahan. You can follow Ironhead. You can follow the show on Twitter. We will let you know if I'll be on, if I'll get bumped again by this big tragic news out of Texas. I'm okay with that. I'm okay. But they got my number. They know where to find me. I will let you know if they reach out. All right, thanks to everybody for watching, for listening, and for texting and tweeting at us. This is the Jerry Callahan Show. I'm Jerry Callahan, and we will talk to you again tomorrow. shaking my head and thinking something ain't right. Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me. Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. Finding suitable mental health medications can be a challenge. The GeneSight test may help. Did you know that genetics can play an important role in gaining insight on how a person may respond to various medications? Understanding this may help reduce medication trial and error. GeneSight is a genetic test that analyzes variations in DNA. It shows how genes may affect someone's metabolism or response to medications commonly prescribed to treat depression, anxiety, and other mental health conditions. Visit GeneSight.com for more information.